the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. For under the whole heavens such have never been done as what has been done to Jerusalem. Now the New Living Translation says, You have kept your word and done to us and our rulers exactly as you warned. Daniel realized that even in his judgment, God was faithful to his word. God did exactly what he said he would do. Even though, here's the thing, even though the people of Israel thought he would never do it. It's respectable when people speak truth, even if we don't like what they're saying. It's a hard thing to speak when you know it won't be popular or easily accepted. Pastor Dan reminds us today how God always keeps his word, even when no one believes him. God told the children of Israel that he would curse them if they didn't keep his statutes, and what did they do? They turned away from him, and yet they were surprised when he did curse them. God isn't secretive. Take him at his word, because he is truth. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Daniel chapter 9 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. We live in a time when there's great division in our nation, and people are so divided right now. There's so much of this us and them going on. But for us as Christians, when we pray for our nation, we should pray, we've sinned. Now, the things Daniel is talking about here in this prayer, he actually hasn't done, but he's part of the nation. And so he says, we've sinned. Our nation has sinned against God. Now, how, Daniel says, as a nation, we have departed from God's precepts. And judgments. What was their sin? They departed from God's word. That was their sin as a nation. They departed from God's precepts and God's judgments, God's commands. Verse 6, neither have we heeded your servants, the prophets who spoke in your name to our kings and our princes, to our fathers and all the people of the land. Daniel says, we, we ignored the warnings you sent to us through the prophets Remember in Jeremiah, several times God said, I sent my prophets to you early. Like as soon as you started to turn away from my precepts and my judgments as a nation, I started sending prophets to you early on. And they ignored the warnings of the prophets as a nation. Again, there there was a remnant in the nation that was faithful to God, like Daniel, like Jeremiah, like Ezekiel. But the nation turned from God's precepts and judgments, and the nation ignored the warnings that God sent through the prophets. Now, we as believers, we have someone that is greater than the prophets that God sent to the nation of Israel. You know who who we have? We have the Holy Spirit. 
And we have the Holy Spirit. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. And the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin, righteousness, and judgment. So every time that we are tempted to sin, the Holy Spirit is right there to say to us, don't do that. Or don't say that. (laughs) Just don't say that. I know what you want to say, but don't say that. Right? And that's the Holy Spirit. Right? And in that moment, we have the choice of yielding to the Spirit or yielding to our flesh. He goes on in verse 7 in this prayer. He says, Oh, Lord, righteousness belongs to you, but to us shame of face, as it is this day, to the men of Judah, to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and all Israel, those near and those far off, and all the countries to which you have driven them because of the unfaithfulness which they have committed against you. He, he says, righteousness belongs to you. God, you're right. You were right to send them into captivity. Righteousness belongs to you. Shame of face belongs to us because of their unfaithfulness that they have committed against the Lord. Verse 8, O Lord, to us belongs shame of face to our kings, our princes, and our fathers because we have sinned against you. To the Lord our God belong mercy and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. Do you see how Daniel is, is confessing sin? He's confessing guilt. And at the same time, he's describing God's character, God's nature and this prayer. He says, we have sinned against you and to the Lord. Our God belongs mercy and forgiveness. Right. So he's saying we, we, we've sinned, but God is merciful. God is forgiving. God has provided mercy and forgiveness for us through the cross. The cross of Jesus Christ is God's mercy. The cross of Jesus Christ is the way that God has provided forgiveness for us because we all sin. We're all guilty. We all fall short. But God is merciful. God is forgiving through Jesus Christ. He says in verse 10, we've not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God. To walk in his laws, which he set before us by his servants, the prophets. And what Daniel here is doing is he's confessing the sins of his nation. To confess your sins means to take ownership of your sin. That's what Daniel's doing. He's taking ownership of it. He's not making excuses for the sins of the nation. He's not trying to justify the sin. He's not trying to explain. He's not blaming others. He's not, you know, and that's what people do sometimes. They, they try to justify their sins or make excuses for it or blame others. Well, oh, the only reason I did that is because this other person did this to me. And if she wouldn't have done that, then I wouldn't have done this. And, and, and really, I couldn't help myself because I was just under so much pressure and blah, blah, blah. And we make excuses for it. Daniel's not doing anything like that. When you confess your sins, you take ownership of it. The Bible says to confess. If you confess your sins, God will be faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you of all of your unrighteousness. But you can't qualify the confession. You can't justify it or make excuses or anything. It's just got to be a clean confession here. You take ownership. He's taking ownership of the sin of his people. Look at the language he uses when describing their sin. He says, we've sinned. We've committed iniquity. We've been unfaithful. We've sinned against you. We've rebelled. We have not obeyed. That's what confession looks like. 
That's what confession looks like. Verse 11, yes, all Israel has transgressed your law and has departed so as not to obey your voice. Therefore, look at verse 11. Therefore, the curse and the oath written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out on us because we have sinned against him. Now, what's he talking about here? Before God brought Israel into the promised land, while they were in the wilderness under Moses' leadership, God promised blessings upon them if they obeyed his word, and God promised curses upon them if they disobeyed. Those blessings and curses are found uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, also Leviticus 26. And if you remember the story, when the children of Israel, they come into the land, the promised land, and right soon after they gather, they gather at Shechem. And there at Shechem, they put some of the priests on one mountain, they put some of the other priests on the other mountain, they read the blessings, they read the curses to the people as they're gathered there. And the people commit to keeping the covenant and obeying the Lord, but they don't. And here's what Daniel says. He says, therefore, the curses and the oath written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out on us because we've sinned against him. And just what God said would happen back in Deuteronomy 28 has happened. And verse 12, and he has confirmed his words, which he spoke against us and against our judges who judged us by bringing upon us a great disaster. That's how he sees it. This is a disaster. For under the whole heaven, such have never been done as what has been done to Jerusalem. Now, the New Living Translation says, you have kept your word and done to us and our rulers exactly as you warned. Daniel realized that even in his judgment, God was faithful to his word. God did exactly what he said he would do. Even though, here's the thing, even though the people of Israel thought he would never do it. The people of Israel thought God would never bring these curses upon us. It's never going to happen. But God did exactly what he said he would do. God will always keep his word and do exactly what he said he would do, even if some people don't believe he will. There's a lot of people right now who name the name of Christ. There's a lot of denominations right now who simply don't believe that God's going to keep his word when it comes to judgment or when it comes to sin. We don't, we don't believe God's going to judge that. And we believe that that's okay. Well, God will keep his word. God will do exactly what he says he will do. Whether people believe it or not, He's still going to keep his word. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Whether people agree with it or not, whether they believe it or not, whether they dismiss it or not, whether they come up with a God of their own imagination who doesn't judge those kinds of things. You know, what Daniel is saying here, essentially, is, hey, God told us this would happen if we were disobedient to him. And now God has done exactly what he warned us he would do. <laughs> Just as he said. So verse 13. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this disaster has come upon us 
Yet we have not made our prayer before the Lord our God that we might turn from our iniquities and understand your truth. This is, this is why Daniel's praying now. Because even with all of this disaster that has come upon the nation of Israel, they're not repenting. They're not praying. They're not seeking God. They're not asking for God's mercy. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. It's amazing to consider that the nation of Israel was destroyed. Their capital city was destroyed. The temple was destroyed. All of the people were carried away as slaves to Babylon. They've been in captivity for 70 years almost. And yet all of this calamity, all of this disaster that has come upon their nation has not humbled them and has not brought them to their knees as a nation and caused them to turn to God in prayer. What will it take to bring them to their knees? What will it take to cause them to pray to God for help? Remember the promise in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, a verse we, we all know so well. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. That, that seems like a really appropriate verse for the children of Israel as they're in captivity. What will it take to bring the Israelites to the point of humbling themselves and praying and seeking God's face and turning from their wicked ways? Well, I can tell you it's going to take more than the destruction of their nation. It's going to take more than the destruction of their temple. It's going to take more than captivity for 70 years to get them to turn their hearts to God. That ain't going to work. That ain't going to do it. That's how hard their hearts are. That's how stiff their necks are. It's a disaster. The nation's a disaster. Everything's destroyed. They've lost their country. They're slaves in a foreign land. And not even that causes them to call upon God and pray. What's it going to take? I'm talking about Israel here, right? <laughs> Therefore, verse 14 the Lord has kept the disaster in mind and brought it upon us. For the Lord our God is righteous in all the works which he does, though we have not obeyed his voice. You see how it's all about obeying God's word. And now, O Lord our God, who brought your people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and made yourself a name as it is this day. We have sinned. We have done wickedly. God has, has delivered Israel in the past. God has a history of delivering his people, is a history of delivering nations. 
He brought them out of Egypt. They owe their very existence as a nation to the Lord, but even so, they didn't turn to him in their time of need. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 2 says, Listen, O heavens, pay attention, O earth. This is what the Lord says. The children I raised and cared for have rebelled against me. Even an ox knows its owner, and a donkey recognizes its master's care, but Israel does not know its master. My people don't recognize my care for them. Even a dumb ox knows its master. Even a stubborn donkey knows its master's care. But my people don't recognize my care for them. Lord, are you saying that they're dumber than an ox and more stubborn than a donkey? Well, in verse 16, now we have Daniel's prayer request. Oh, Lord, according to all your righteousness, I pray, let your anger and your fury be turned away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy mountain. Because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and your people are a reproach to all those around us. Now, therefore, our God, hear the prayer of your servant and his supplication. And for the Lord's sake, cause your face to shine on your sanctuary, which is desolate. Oh, my God, incline your ear and hear Open your eyes and see our desolations and the city which is called by your name. For we do not present our supplications before you because of our righteous deeds, but because of your great mercies. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, listen and act. Do not delay for your own sake, my God, for your city and your people are called by your name. After confessing Israel's sin, Daniel simply asks for God's mercy. There's no case he can make here. There's no case that he can present on behalf of Israel. There's nothing that Daniel can say about Israel's righteousness or being deserving of God's favor. And so he, he just asks for mercy because of who you are, God, because you're a merciful God. We need mercy. We need mercy upon our nation. You know, it says in, in James, the, the effective, fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. And you know, we, we, we can think, what, what difference is my prayer going to make? God's just looking for one person to stand in the gap for the nation. That's what he said in Ezekiel. I'm just looking for one, one person that is willing to stand in the gap on behalf of the nation. And he couldn't find a single person. Moses interceded for the children of Israel when they were in the wilderness. And, and he stopped God's judgment. Elijah interceded. And he stopped God's judgment. One person, one godly person, righteous person, can change the tide. And here again, Daniel comes and he says, I've got nothing to say on behalf of the nation. We've sinned. We're guilty. So I'm just asking you to be merciful. You know, the same is true for us as individuals. We're all, we're all sinners. We all fall short of, the, of God's standard. And we're saved by God's grace, not by our works, not because of our righteousness. The Bible says our righteousness is like 
filthy rags in God's sight. There's nothing that we can say. There's no case that we can make for ourselves to make us seem deserving of God's blessing. We're just simply saved by God's grace and God's mercy in our lives that he has given us through Jesus Christ. We come to God not with our own righteousness, but with the righteousness of Jesus Christ that has been provided for us on our behalf through the cross. Like the old hymn, nothing in my hands I bring, simply to the cross I cling. And we're coming before God empty-handed. The only way that we have acceptance by God is through the blood of Jesus Christ, because there's nothing in us that is any good. And here, that's, that's the case that Daniel is making. Just as we come to God solely on the basis of God's great mercy and, and grace that he demonstrated for us through the cross, now Daniel comes and he's asking God to just be merciful. And again, in verse 19, he says, O Lord, hear, O Lord, forgive, O Lord, listen and act. Do not delay for your own sake, my God, for your city and your people are called by your name because of who you are, God, because of your character, because you are a merciful God and a forgiving God. He says, please hear, forgive, listen, act, do not delay for your own sake, not for our sake. Not because of who we are, not because we deserve it, but because of who you are. And so now verse 20. Now, while I was speaking, praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, Israel, and presenting my supplications before the Lord, my God, for the holy mountain of my God. Yes, while I was speaking in prayer, the man, Gabriel, whom I I had seen in the vision at the beginning being caused to fly swiftly, reached me about the time of the evening offering. And he informed me and talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel, I have now come forth to give you skill to understand. At the beginning of your supplications, the command went out, and I have come to tell you, for you are greatly beloved. And isn't that wonderful? Have an angel from heaven come to you to deliver a message directly from God, and the first thing he says is, God wants you to know I love you. You're greatly beloved by God. Therefore, consider the matter and understand the vision, and he's going to explain the vision. But God sends Gabriel to inform Daniel of God's answer to his prayer. And I want you to note here that Daniel received the answer while he was seeking the Lord in prayer. He says in verse 20, Now while I was speaking, while I was praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people. In verse 21, yes, while I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen, appears. God speaks to Daniel. God answers his prayer while Daniel is praying. God doesn't answer Daniel while he's watching TV or while he's out on the golf course in between swings or while he's looking at YouTube videos. Now, don't misunderstand. God may speak to you while you're watching TV or playing golf or on the Internet, but it's not likely. God will speak to you and God will answer you while you're intentionally seeking him in prayer, fervently in prayer. God speaks. God answers. He asked me how I know. 
Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Daniel, verse by verse and chapter by chapter. And we encourage you to keep reading on your own. This book is filled with application for your life today and many amazing prophecies about what's to come in the world. Would you like to listen to more teachings in this series or explore other message series from God's Word? visit our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast. It's a great way to keep connected to the teaching of Scripture, and we'll notify you every time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We also want to encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your walk with the Lord. It's important to spend time in fellowship with other believers. If you're ever in or near the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Each week, we gather together at 9 and 11 a.m. on Sundays to worship our Savior and study His Word. Visit calvaryec.com to find directions and get more information about joining us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. That's all we have time for today. Tune in next time to continue this study in Daniel, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.